listeners, welcome back to the Author Accountability Podcast. I am Donna, and with me here is Rianne. Hello. Hello. How you doing? <clears throat> uh, apart from the little frog in my throat, I am doing well. I'm also fully recovered from my food poisoning now, which is amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> that was, that. that's hot. That's like hectic. And mm-hmm. like, even after... <laughs> Even after you see, listeners, this is the thing. Rianne, eat her food was cooked separately from everybody else's, and yeah. she still got food poisoning. It was probably why I got food poisoning. <laughs> oh, shame, Rianne. I'm so sorry. That's so incredibly frustrating. Oh, but I'm glad that you're feeling better now. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I just didn't eat for three days. And if I didn't eat, I felt fine. But as soon as I, like, obviously, you know, you can't survive three days without food. Well, I mean, you probably could. I still ate something. But, like, if I ate food, I felt sick. If I didn't eat food, I was fine. But then I felt sick because I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that That's basically what it's like to be pregnant, isn't it, in the beginning? <laughs> you eat something and you feel sick. You don't eat something and you still feel sick. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that was worse than when I was pregnant because obviously I got the really bad oh, yes, the really bad thing. Sickness, yes, yeah. I'm just going to say HG because I don't know what the actual elongated so, name is. Harpo or Harpo something or other. But yes, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know. Because when I was, even if I wasn't eating when I was pregnant, like I still felt like a zombie. Mm. whereas I didn't feel like a zombie if I didn't eat with the food poisoning so food poisoning is better than pregnancy <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you hear the herd at your first folks so food, food poisoning in, in my experience than... anyway in my experience <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but so other than being sick um mm-hmm. how have you been what have you been up to yeah I've been all right this week I've fallen into the pit of despair with imposter syndrome and my books aren't good enough and all of that lovely goodness that us authors go through oh, um, that's why you've been so quiet so I was gonna ask later when we yeah were yeah I've been I've been really kind of having like just some you know Blair. issues that mm. I need to work through I've got quite a lot of stuff to do and yeah I'm just I'm just working through it at my own pace. I don't really know where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. So my first port of call is to go onto my like master list of stuff that I'm working on, which is far too long, and just kind of like write out the the next steps for everything. Uh, Lindsay's got threads of betrayals, um, so she's working through that. You've got the orphan in the temple. Yes. Um, and I know you'll be doing that whenever you have time. It's fine. There's no rush. Yes, I was um, going to say, you did say the end of April, hey, that you needed it. Or was it the end of March? Uh, I think it was Easter. Easter, okay. Which is in, which is in between both of those. <laughs> well, let's just say the end of March. And yeah, okay. There we <laughs> yeah. go. I'll, I'll sort um, that out for you. I'll slot it in. And then, then obviously there's the other novella, which I need to go through before I send it to you. Um, and then... I'm also writing book two of the main series for the Lashira Chronicles. But I printed off 
book one and I'm rereading like the beginning of it again. And I don't know why the beginning of that book is so hard, but I'm like, re like I'm reading it and I'm just like, you know what? I don't like it. It's not where I want it to be. So it's me like all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think book one's going to need a rewrite. So this year I'm just going to, I'm going to continue with what I planned, which is I'm going to write book two and I'm going to write book three. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'll figure out a book to publish next year. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Who who knows? That My patrons seem to be loving the vampire one, so maybe I'll publish that next year in paperback yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's about it. That's, that's all that's yeah. really playing on my mind. Just, I think it's because I'm reading a lot more as well at the moment, so I'm just like, all of these books are so good. Why is mine so rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame. You know, it is, it's difficult because as a writer, you love reading. But once you mm. become a writer, it is so difficult to read something and not compare it to your own work. But I saw something very poignant. It was on Instagram. I wish I had saved it, but I didn't. It was something along the lines of comparing your work to published works is like comparing a baked cake to all its ingredients separately. Well, yeah, that's it, what I was going to say. I'm basically yeah. sat there going, this finished perfect product is way better than my first draft. And it's like, well, yeah, of course it is, because it's gone through <laughs> editing and it's gone through a PR team and it's gone through like all these things and yours is literally just the raw idea. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? It's I think especially as a writer, when we do love to consume and watch all this stuff and we appreciate the time and the effort that has gone into it, it is it's so difficult to, yeah, to not play the comparison game, but it's also incredibly difficult to not get impatient with ourselves, which is what I've been struggling with this week is just like complete impatience with my rate of productivity at the moment. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself for not working faster. I cannot even expect it. And it's ridiculous because I set my own goals and my own timelines and yet every time I set a goal, I feel like I'm working far too slow to meet that goal in, in a sufficient amount of time. And I don't know, maybe the way things have worked out at the beginning of this year, um, you know, with doing Publish and Thrive and stuff, it's, it's kind of forced me to slow down a little bit mm -hmm. and to not get ahead of myself. And I think it's probably a good thing, but it does it does make me anxious in that I have been very public about wanting to publish my book by the end of the year even this time even more so than the previous times when I've sorted stuff out like said oh this time this time but I've I'm like there's something very different about this time I feel in that I'm ve being very intentional about the way I spend my time and I have a very defined plan that I'm following and so it makes it difficult to be kind to myself when I have the checklist that needs to be done by the end of the month and things are not done when they need to be done. And I think I think it's partly like a, a self, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I need to trust that I can do it, basically. So yeah. like I need to believe that like I, I can get this done, even though it seems like I don't have a lot of time to do it. And so, yeah, it makes it a bit difficult to be optimistic when you feel like you are five steps behind where you need to be. But that being said, I have 
finished my my task with the the character profiles there's only a few bits and pieces that I'm sorting out now like name changes <laughs> you know what I started with one major name change this week and it made me just rethink the names of like everything and so I've ended up going and changing a bunch of names which I mean admittedly I probably didn't have to but also and I said this to a friend of mine earlier this week is that a lot of the character names that I had in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, a little bit pretentious because I was like on a like English to Latin translation kick at the time. And this is like years, 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 years ago. And I was just like, thought I was so clever, like smashing random words together and coming up with these names where in reality, they are incredibly difficult to, to spell and to say. And they just some of them were just weird <laughs> so I've changed some of them um, and as we all know on this podcast by now I've, I've put a lot of stock in meanings and that kind of thing so a lot of the things that I thought were like original um, I googled and actually they are proper names with meanings that just are so way off than what I want them to be so a lot of the time if the name has started with S, I've tried to keep that the same starting letter. So at least like in my own mind, I know who is who and what's what's going on. But yeah, because of all my documents, um, having to like now go back and because there's so many overlapping backstories and stuff, I have to go now and change the names. So that's kind of what I've been doing this morning. Um, kind of going back through the profiles and checking and making sure that everything is as it should be. And also working adding a little bit more into the profiles of like the main primary characters, like the main character, her love interest and the antagonist. I'm kind of going back and fleshing those out slightly more. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've been doing since the last time we spoke is just putting on and just, you know, trying to put my head down and just dealing with one day at a time and trying not to get discouraged if I don't get to the exact point where I need to be at the end of every day. So yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then uh, yeah, module three of Publish and Thrive, which is very relevant for today's topic, but we'll get to that when we get to that. What what do you feel went really well this last couple of weeks for you? I took a break. That's amazing. that that went really well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this last week I've had food poisoning, so I've not been able to do much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the fact that I took a day off work. See, the thing about food poisoning is it's one of those illnesses where I couldn't go and sit in the office because if I needed to go to the loo or if I needed to be sick, I can guarantee you I would need to throw up while I was on the phone to a customer or if I needed to go to the loo, somebody else would already be in there. Oh, yeah. Whereas whereas when I was at home, like I was still able to do things so I could put the washing on or I could clean up the house or I could do this and do that because those are things that you can stop and start and -hmm. you don't have to like continually do them you can do a little bit and then stop and then do a little bit and then stop so it was what yeah it's one of those illnesses that makes you feel incredibly guilty for not being in the office because you're not that sick but you are also too sick to go and do your job yes I hear you you. 100% I hear you on that so it was like one of those things where I was like well I'm sat at home doing nothing. And then I was messaging Lindsay and Lindsay's like, you are sick. Take a rest day, lie on the sofa and read a book. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
I must. <laughs> oh, that is a good so. friend right there. A good friends are the people who who remind you to take a rest. Hey. Yes. Yeah. So, so I did. I did not do. I didn't read a book. I played the Xbox all day. But that's just as good. It was. It was still rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. I think for me, what what did what went well this week? Let me look at my calendar so I can remind myself about what I did. Oh, I um, I feel like what went well was that I, I've done almost everything on my to-do list today, Saturday. Um, and so I have a little bit of leeway in the next, this afternoon and later when, and tomorrow when Emma's sleeping. So I have a little bit of wiggle room to just finish off a couple of things. But for the most part, I've finished everything on my to-do list and Despite my um, previous ranting about not being productive, I'm actually quite proud of myself for that. Um, it's difficult to kind of accept that when I feel like I'm so far behind. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I feel like on the whole, I've made good progress. The one thing though that I will note is that this week, and I think this probably doubles down on, on the way I've been feeling about my productivity, is just like this week I've just been feeling like my brain is moving through honey you know like mm. I, I can't like I've had to like drag the energy out of myself to actually get anything done which is completely counterproductive when um you have exactly four hours in the morning to get shit done and it, it takes you a whole hour to get like your brain into like work mode <laughs> yeah so yeah but despite that, I have actually accomplished a fair amount of stuff this week. And so maybe I just, I need to look at that and not look at what I've been feeling. So, yeah, that's, that's what's gone well. The next couple of weeks, what are you planning to do? What have you got on the agenda? Well, I think, again, I'm just going to keep it pretty easy, pretty simple, not like put too much on my plate because... As I say, I've been struggling the past couple of weeks. Like I'm even considering like cutting half of the stuff that I do. I also had this really overwhelming urge to like go through every single room in my house and just bin 40% of it because we don't use it and don't need it. I get that so... way sometimes as well. Mm. <laughs> I hear you. So I need to schedule some Instagram posts. I also need to finish um, editing Van Helsing so that I can pop up some more chapters on my Patreon. Um, I'm then doing some formatting for a friend. Um, then on Thursday, I've got World Book Day. So I'm attending a school to talk about like short stories and stuff, which will be quite fun. That's um, exciting. Yeah. Look at you. Then... You're a role model. I know. <laughs> um, then... Yeah, and then I want to sort out my office because at the moment it's just a complete and utter state. So I think that's probably the first room that I'm going to do where mm -hmm. I just like, like take everything out of the room and then put stuff back. And if it doesn't go back in a place, then it's going in the bin. But yeah, so I've got those things to do. So I need to do my Instagram posts. I want to write more of book two. And then I also want to finish my edits for Sorceress. I don't have nearly as much on my agenda, I don't think. Let's see. So I have to edit this episode next week. I have to schedule my March Instagram posts. Um, I need to work on 
redoing my entire outline still for three books. So the NTN outline for all three books. I have a hair appointment next week, so that's fun. Um, I also have a coffee with a friend next week as well, which I haven't put in my calendar yet. Uh, and then also my dad and his family are coming to visit next weekend. And uh, M's school is having a little fundraiser. They call it the Tour de Preschool. Our, I call it a mall. It's not really a mall. It's like a little shopping center here in our local area. They've got a big parking lot at the back. And so they set up like a little track and you can like sponsor the child like two rand per round the track or whatever the case might be. Um, and they kind of track it and then you have to pay for the amount of circuits that they do um, as a fundraiser. So that'll be happening on Friday as well. And then I also have a little chat with uh, Brittany Wang on Saturday. She's that, that like project she's working on that she's being very cryptic about, you know, talking mm. about series and stuff. Yeah. So um, I want be... it. I was interested in that, but I haven't had the chance to message her. Yeah. Well, she's meeting with Ev with, with writers almost all through March. And I think also a little bit in April. So if you DM her, I'm sure she'd be happy to chat with you. And she said, it's not long, like 30, 40 minutes tops. So I've scheduled that for Saturday which is fine because everybody's going to be around and we'll have plenty of people to look after her. And I'll just pop out for for 30 minutes to have a chat with her. And yeah, so that's, that's all happening on the weekend. And then of course the live stream for publish and thrive as well on Saturday. And I'm going to be working on module four mm. and well, and five because it's two weeks. So yeah, that's all the things that I have nice. going for the next couple of weeks. Quite a busy, actually quite busy now that I'm thinking about it. I think what makes it feel busy is that my family's coming to visit and so kind of gives a different layer of frantic energy <laughs> mm, <laughs> to yeah. the whole situation. But you know what? I, I can't stop my whole life every time they come to visit. So, you know, unfortunately it was a bit of a last minute thing. So it is what it is. No, I've already got stuff on the go, so they're just going to have to entertain themselves for a couple of hours. But I think that'll be all right, and that's all that I've got going on. Fun stuff. Shall we move to the fun stuff? Yeah, so TV-wise, I'm not really watching anything at the moment. I think there's a few things that are coming out in March, um, like Shadow and Bone Season 2. can't remember what else is coming out. Quite a few things. Anyway, so... That will be very exciting because then I can actually watch those. Reading-wise, I read a short book called Tribe of Midnight, which was actually incredible and also made me feel better about writing shorter stories because mm. I didn't feel like there was anything taken away from the story. I didn't feel like anything was missing and it was just it was just a really good story. So I read that when awesome. I went to Wales last weekend and then I'm just finishing off the third book in the Kingmaker Chronicles, which again is phenomenal. And I've read basically I would have read all three books this month. Sure, you zooming through those. They're just that good. <laughs> ah. They are just that good. Right. Um, so I'm very excited to 
finish that. I think I've got about half of book three left, which I'll probably finish this evening. And then, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I don't think I'm doing anything else that can be regarded as fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still working my way through Shadow and Flame, which I'm I'm really enjoying. Okay, except the one thing that I think I'm taking a bit of issue with this time around is that there's been a couple of fake outs. So there was like a memory loss fake out. So like, oh, he can't remember who he is. But like in the very next chapter, he remembers who he is. And then there's this thing of like, oh, he might have to go through like this thing where he his heart has to stop so he can be free of of this mind control but then oh oopsie he decides not to go through with it and I'm like I don't know like it just didn't seem like the issue was dragged out long enough long enough you know what I mean but that being said those are like nitpicky things in my opinion so I'm still very much enjoying the book still very much um, appreciating the um, dual point of view that she's got going on and very upset by a death that uh, completely took me by surprise. I was very mad about it in the best way possible. But yeah, other than that, I'm not really doing anything else. You know what? I think in terms of watching stuff, I started watching, what's it called? Maniac, I think, with, um, what's it, Emma Stone and what's his name? I don't know. I've never heard of it. It's on Netflix. I'll tell you now. I'm sure you would have seen it advertised. It was like, oh, everyone could talk about it at one stage. There, that, this one. Okay. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's Emma Stone and Emma Stone. Oh, Jonah Hill. Emma Stone, Jonah Hill, and Justin Theroux. So they are all star in it, and it's kind of like weird. And I watched the. I think I watched the first like episode and a half. And I do, I am enjoying it, but I just, I don't know, I'm battling to get into it in, in like a devour it in two days kind of way, which, you know, what? actually in retrospect, it's probably a good thing because I think it's one of those things that you have to kind of digest slowly because <laughs> it seems to be like a lot going on at, at once. That's all I've been watching and reading. Okay, so our discussion topic this week is the business of books. What should you have in place before you publish? Um, now, as I said just now, this is all fresh in my brain because I've just done module three of Publish and Thrive, which deals with the business of being a writer and what you what are your options in terms of setting up business like a business or an LLC or whatever. It is mainly um, like US focused. But there's a lot of value. So I'm excited to kind of present this because you are someone who has already published books and I'm someone who has who is just about to publish books. So I feel like it's two um, perspectives on this. So should we start with you? What what did you have in place before you published your books? Um, <laughs> when I published my first book, absolutely bloody nothing. <laughs> I mean, other than a finished manuscript and a book cover. Like I didn't, I didn't have anything when I published my first book. Now I have like an actual structure of things that I go through. I would say you absolutely need your finished manuscript, a book cover, 
a decent blurb mm. and I would get the blurb edited as well as your manuscript and a marketing plan. Mm. Yes, marketing, the bane of everybody, everybody's existence. I mean, I, even if it's just like a six-month Instagram marketing plan, like that is that yeah. is fine. You've got some form of marketing going on. Eventually, I would like to have like an ARC team set up before I publish. But yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Obviously, you're the one that has just gone through the course. Yeah, so... so... From what I have gleaned, okay, now this, I don't have a, the course material in front of me, obviously, so this is just from what I can remember. So you, I think it works more or less the same in every country where you can have a business that is indistinguishable from your personal finances as a legal entity as well. So it's a sole proprietorship, or you can open any number of types of business that are seen as separate to you as a person so you're seen as two separate legal entities either way is completely legitimate and it just depends on what you want to do for myself i do intend to open a business that that looks in the eyes of the law and in terms of finances separate from my own personal finances if I was a single person and I didn't have a family it'd probably be okay for me to go with a sole proprietorship but as my husband has has a company and we have our own personal finances it just would not make sense for me to intertwine my business with our personal finances when he has kept his business separate from our personal finances if that makes any kind of rambly sense it does yes so if you are someone who feels like they need to keep their business and their personal stuff separate, um, there is a lot of pros and cons, which we don't really have time for us to go through today right now. But um, in terms of also like just legal protection, um, if you're planning on publishing and like really making it your career, it would probably be a good idea to set up a business that is separate from, from you as a person. But yeah, in, in terms of like the basic stuff, I think what you mentioned is 100% makes a lot of sense. And But in terms of like other than the product that you are selling, I think it would be good to, even if you are a sole proprietorship, to have a separate bank account for your book money. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so that you can manage your finance your personal grocery shopping finances separate from your business i need to buy a course that costs thousands of rands or hundreds of dollars money <laughs> just so you're not accidentally eating into your different um pots so to speak and also to have some kind of plan in terms of like taxes and stuff Oof. Man, that that kind of stuff can get away from you so so quickly. Yeah, I think actually, what one thing I would add to my list is someone who knows about accounting for your country. Because I actually I've paid a couple of times to just have like an hour's time one on one with an accountant, and I can just like bosh out all of my questions. Like, is this something? that I need to do like how should I set it up what should I do and actually she was really helpful and for anyone who was in the UK the basic advice that I received was unless you earn over the threshold stay as sole proprietorship self-employed whatever it is 
because yes there is a very 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 tiny risk that if you went bankrupt they would take some of your personal assets to cover that but unless you're really stupid with your money i.e you spend money you don't have Mm. that will never happen (laughs) that will never happen because you know if you're yeah if you if you don't get into debt then you will never have the issue still have a separate bank account for all of those transactions Mm. but you you can you can save money so for example i have a job so the money that i get from my job Mm. i can squirrel some of that away into the i call it my creative account into the creative account and then like that doesn't matter because it's it doesn't count Mm. as like income it doesn't count as like a payment it's just I'm moving money into that account so that I can yeah. pay for something that needs to be put against the author business stuff. Yeah, it's like a donation. I think I think you can actually yes. write it off as a donation. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's what I'm doing until TikTok makes me an absolute superstar and all of the readers who love my book come and find me. <laughs> yeah. So for me in South Africa, it's doubly um complicated because we are a country that um utilizes vat value added tax so we have income tax we have value added tax and we also have business tax so it's also something that i am not qualified to give advice on just as a disclaimer for anyone but insofar as i, I understand it if you you open this is the way Ricardo explained it to me. That is like your college, like it's like your entrance exam into college. So you start your business and you're in preschool or elementary school and you work up your your profit and your income to a point where you the government says, okay, buddy, you you you're doing it, you're getting there. And now you've, you know, you've been given grace up until a point of um, X threshold of income, but now you have to start paying VAT. If you live in a country that deals with VAT, make sure that you familiarize yourself with the laws and the thresholds, et cetera, et cetera. And perhaps like um, Rihanna's done, contact an accountant um, and have them explain it to you as if you're a five-year-old mm-hmm. child. So you yes. can get a really good grasp on what you are expected to be compliant with as a business and as a, a business owner, whether or not you're a sole proprietorship or not. And also, if you are somebody who is not in the US, make sure that you look up what your business or you as a person is and has to be compliant with doing business with US companies like Amazon, you know, Barnes & Noble, whatever whoever you're going with because you can get into like a lot of trouble <laughs> not just with your own company but with the IRS and so you've got to just make sure you have all of that in place before you yeah. start selling stuff on you like doing business with US companies which is essentially what you're doing if you're uploading your book to Amazon you are doing business with Amazon and you need to make sure that all that stuff is in place before you start getting involved with that stuff looking to maybe getting an rtin which is like a u.s tax number um for people who are non-residents and yeah to get that sorted out that's what my intention is to open 
in South Africa what they call a micro enterprise. Um, so a very small business um, that basically you're basically saying, I, I, I is little ant, please don't squish me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is, you know, and I, th- I think that's one way that South Africa is really great is that they're very kind to entrepreneurs in terms of like taxation and, you know, starting a business and that kind of thing. Uh, so you can you can stay a micro enterprise for the duration of your life. If you're selling oranges on the side of the road, you know, you can kind of carry on like that and it be a legitimate business just because of the way um, our tax laws are set up. Uh, so I plan to open a publishing house or publishing business for my own books to get myself right with tax in my country and to also get myself right with tax and all the dealings with US situations. Another thing that I feel bears mentioning is that if your book stuff is not your sole source of income, you need to make sure that you're also following the law in terms of multiple streams of income. Because at least in South Africa, if you have more than one business, you are taxed in a higher bracket than if you only had one business. And because you're now seen as more successful. So that's something that I think um, if you're planning to start a business separate from yourself, you need to look into that as well. If there's one thing that our listeners should take away from this, I feel like just educate yourself. Just Mm -hmm. educate yourself on the way it works in your country and what you need to have in place if you're going to be doing business overseas. Because please, like you can't plead ignorance in court, unfortunately. So protect yourself and educate yourself. Well, yeah, because I didn't even think about the fact that technically Amazon is a US company. Because mm. yeah. they pay me in my local currency. So I was just, well, I may have to go and talk to an accountant again. <laughs> <laughs> See, like I that? don't know how that works. Yeah, you see, and that's the thing, and that's what, honestly, like, it, this is all stuff that are kind of, in my mind, has kind of existed at the, as these, like, kind of obscure thoughts, like, at the back of my head, that, like, I know I need to find out about this stuff, but since doing this recent module, it's kind of cemented a lot of action steps that I need to take in order to be above board. Mm-hmm. Some people don't care about, you know, ticking all the boxes before they start, and that's fine, you do you. Just know the risk that you're taking. And for me personally, I want to be as above board as possible because my anxiety cannot handle not knowing what's what. So, yeah, I I just, I would highly recommend that you just educate yourself. And I, yeah, as I said, I do plan to open a business so that I can keep everything separate and protect my, not just myself, but my family's finances in case and and on the off chance something happens like you said if you go bankrupt or something happens where you're perhaps Mm -hmm. sued um wrongly or something like that just make sure you give yourself a buffer (laughs) yeah definitely and it's never too soon to look into it like Mm. even with me like I even found that having that conversation with the accountant like just put me at so much ease because I was going through the same thing I was like oh my god do I like set up a business do I go as a like self-employed like what do I do and just having that conversation and as you say educating myself on like how the system works for my country 
made it so much easier and obviously knowing that as long as I don't overspend or make more money and not pay my taxes like nothing bad is going to happen by me being self-employed like that was a weight off my shoulders because I was thinking the same thing as you like oh I need to set up a business so that everything's separate in case Mm. something bad happens obviously with you it's because you've got like other businesses as well that go on yeah um because yeah I was like oh my god like I don't I don't I don't want to in my head for some unknown reason I thought that if you had a business you had to pay like I'm gonna call it business rent like Mm -hmm. you had to pay the government for being a business like that's not that's not true at all (laughs) which is why I was I think that's what business business tax is kind of like but if I set up a business and I don't make any money like how am I meant to pay like this Mm. imaginary payment that I've made up like it doesn't make any sense anyway it's why I spoke to an accountant and they educated me and now I know that that is not a thing in the UK and you do obviously have to pay tax on any money you earn but Mm. if you don't earn money you don't have to pay any yeah so yeah educate yourself and make informed decisions I think is the massive takeaway here yeah I think in in terms of the product and what you put online that is like it's technically self-publishing is like an a la carte menu like you can pick and choose Mm -hmm. what you do um it just it just depends on your budget and like the kind of quality of work that you want to put out but in terms of business there are certain things that are non-negotiable in certain countries things that you can work around if you perhaps don't earn enough profit or whatever the case might be but yeah just I'm going to say it again I'm a stuck record educate yourself of the way to do it in your own country yes and the easiest way to do that I know it will cost you some money but the easiest way to do that is to talk to an actual accountant yes instead of trying to try and search through all the government sites that link to the next one and the next one and the next one and then it just I promise you I recently fell down the rabbit hole of like the IRTIN and I was on the IRS website for like three hour three hours and I was I just came out with more questions than actual mm-hmm. answers and so yeah. I, um that is a, a price that I'm willing to pay an accountant I will sit in that office until I know what's going on so things that you need to do yes have a finished manuscript yes have a cover have a blurb have a marketing plan have a chat with an accountant in your country and before you go into that meeting, write down all of your questions because you will not remember anything that you want to ask if you don't. Yes. Thank you so much for the beautiful, concise summary. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I think we've, mm-hmm. we've um, yes, not exactly a fun and exciting topic today, but an important one nevertheless. And yeah, readers um, don't see all this back back matter stuff that goes on but it's something that as a writer if you are planning to make a career out of it you really need to get into place so thank you listeners sound off in our instagram post that it goes with this episode and let us know what you feel are very important things that you need to have in place before you publish your books and we will see you next time bye bye